the biggest sports stories of the week. So he's not going to yep. leave Jordan Love, the covered bear for Jordan Love. We know that. He's, he's going to look out for his guy. So, uh, I, Kyle, Kyle liked that. Kyle, Kyle. That was funny. That was funny. What? I'm serious. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. What would happen if Brian Gutekunst sat up at a press conference and said, I made a mistake. Plus some fun with pop culture. So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? I mean, does anybody actually believe he just he chose that just for dinner? Like, does he think that's working? This is Sunday Karma. The, the yeah. unibrow, like, because I'm kind of like Bert. <laughs> like when, like, if I don't get the, the eyebrows done, I just have one eyebrow pretty much. <laughs> But since COVID, I haven't had any of that. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Carmison. Hey, we're sending it back uh, with our old open uh, today. There we go. But it is the eve of football season. That is right. Getting ready for football season. How about that? I know college football got going yesterday or last week. For real, yesterday, Badgers roll. But it is the real deal now. It is the NFL starting Thursday night. I'll be out there in uh, L.A. for that opening uh, game. But the most important thing is we're getting all of you involved this year. That's right. All of you were involved. Last year, you heard all the Palermo's picks battles going on, Tauscher and Ben Brust and everybody. But this year, you have the chance to compete with all of us. We told you we'd be announcing it this week. And each week, you'll be playing for 100 bucks, and season long, you'll win 1000 bucks. Better prize than any of us get. And uh, whoever loses won't have to uh, have the same losing prize that we do. Here's what you do now if you want to play along with us. Uh, download the Cover 5 app. That is Cover 5. Go to the App Store, Android, Google Play, or you can go to Cover5.com and sign up to be part of the ESPN Wisconsin contest. It is Cover 5. You'll be picking five games each week like we did last year. Five games against the spread. You get the points for every uh, thing you cover. You lose the points for every game you don't cover. And you'll be competing along with us each week. Five games every week throughout the season. Go to Cover5.com. Now, the important thing here is what you need to do. It's going to ask you. You're going to click on Join League. And you need to use the join code WI22, WI22, and that gets you in to be officially in our Cover 5 League. Now, right now, we have nine of us who are uh, set up in the league, so we will uh, check out throughout the show how many of you are able to uh, jump in. It is WI22. Go to Cover5.com or download the Cover 5 app and use join code WI22, and you can actually play along with us each week. So when you hear us talking about, okay, who are our five picks this week? What are we going to do? 
you're also making your five picks of any NFL game against the spread each week. Cover five is the game where every point matters and you have the chance to play for free against us and to win cash prize. Hundred bucks a week throughout the entire NFL season. A thousand bucks if you win the season long contest. And uh, it is ESPN Wisconsin. Uh, that is how we're doing it. Now, what I'm trying to do now is see how many of these guys we could get. Who do we have? Okay, we have Scalzo. Keep going. Keep calling everybody else. Get them all. Get them all. Try to line them up. We have uh, Greg Scalzo from Scalzo and Brust heard here on ESPN Wisconsin. He joins us now. So, Scals, we're trying to figure out what this contest should be. Now, last year you did not participate, correct? You were not part of the Palermo's Picks contest. Uh, last year, I did not make the cut for Palermo's Picks Contest, so uh, now, I don't know if I'm getting d- the invite. Yeah, did you say it, no, or did we not invite you? I was not invited to the party, no. Wow, wow. So, okay, so this year, we're trying to figure out exactly what the contest should be. The The running leader right now for loser is the loser amongst all of us has to take the SATs and then probably score a certain amount. Now, do you think do you think we should have a minimum score where the person has to continue to retake it, or do you think this whole SATs thing is a bad idea because we're in the Midwest and it's more ACT country? How are you feeling about this SAT punishment for the loser? I think ACT, and I don't think there should be a minimum. Uh, I think that the worst part about it for me would be the pure embarrassment of what my score would be now. Uh, and how much dumber I would feel than when I was 18 years old. But what about someone saying, hey, I just went in and wrote C, C, C. I didn't even, like, really try. Like, don't you think there's got to be some, like, thing making sure that, like, you know, whoever this is takes it seriously? I guess. uh, I just hope that people would be proud enough where, like, they would – do their best on there. Like nobody wants to come out and say they got a 12 on the ACT, which I believe was Ben Bruss first score when he took it. Um, so I, I, I mean, I, that in itself would make me try, uh, but I'm good either way, whatever the minimum is, I'd get over it. I mean, right. I, I'm not even worried about losing the picks contest. I'm just surprised you're asking me because you know, that I'm going to end up winning the picks contest. Well, I mean, I followed you guys throughout uh, the NCAA tournament and I mean, I don't think it's possible to be as bad as picking as you were. Like, yeah, it's it's not even like mathematically. Like, if you put the dog bowls, you do anything. Like, you picked worse than it is possible to pick. So I don't know how where you're getting all this confidence from. Because it's just as hard to be wrong that much as it is to be right that much. So if I can be wrong that much, Craig, I can easily be right that much. I mean, it's obvious. Oh, okay. All right. So that that is where your confidence is coming from based on how bad you were at picking college football against the spread. <laughs> that is what's giving you the confidence uh, to be this college good. basketball. That was college basketball. This is football season. This is my season. College basketball is bruss season. Football is my season. Yeah. So now, okay. So what about on the flip side? Any ideas of what someone should win? I mean, I think right now it seems like the naturals to go to my – my seat's on the court for the Bucks, and, you know, winner, if it's not me, gets gets two seats to uh, a game. I mean, is there anything else, like, jump to mind of, like, what the winner should get, or, or do we feel good about that? 
No, I think you feel good about that unless you want to do something where it's like the winner actually gets their car washed by hand every month by each one of the losers or something like that where it like pays up, um, you know, from an active service standpoint. But uh, the, the courtside seats is easy, and I, I think everybody digs those. So I yeah. think that's a pretty solid prize. And I feel like the with the SAT or the ACTs, whatever we end up going with as a punishment, you know, kind of works but you're, you're saying the winner should get something from everybody so i i, I always about- kind of like it like it's more pain like it's a little bit more uh degrading it's like you know you had to swing by and, and wash my car um what, and I but, was but that's not home. like loot i mean washing the car feels like that's like an extensive thing that like if you lost, it should take a while. I mean, what about this? I mean, in this, we, we kind of went down this route last year. What about simply everyone, you know, if you win, you uh, you get the courtside seats. If I win, then, you know, in January or whatever, we, February, the coldest month of the year, everyone has to take, uh, rotate and walk my dog for a week or whatever. And there has to be like some rotation of like walking my dog, like where everyone walks my dog once. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't hate that. Look, there's no worse punishment for me than having to take the ACTs because the amount of time I would feel required to prepare for it. So I save myself the embarrassment. Like that, that's the worst punishment for me. I don't know if it is for everybody though. So, yeah, uh, Gabe, Gabe to... Neitzel from uh, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy in uh, Milwaukee joins us uh, now on the show. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, you're on with Scalzo, Scalzo and Brust on the uh, ESPN Wisconsin uh, radio network. Uh, so, Gabe, we're, we're trying to figure out this Cover 5 contest, which right now everyone listening can join. Go to Cover5.com or download the Cover 5 app. Enter code WI22, and you can be part of our contest each week. You will not have to uh, deal with the uh, the uh, embarrassment of whatever we would have to deal with if we lose amongst our crew. All you'll need to do is uh, make your picks, and you have the chance to win 100 bucks each week or 1000 bucks for the season. Uh, since we've been talking about this, guys, just so you know, we have gone from nine people were signed up for this contest when Greg and I started talking. We're up to 16 people now in this contest. This thing is exploding. I think we're going to be at 1,000 by the time uh, Gabe uh, opens his mouth. Um, so, Gabe, right now, here's where we are, but we have a, a long way to go on this. Right now, last place, Greg thinks should take the ACTs. I was thinking SATs, but he's probably right. It's more of a common language for the Midwest. Now, the question is, should there be a minimum score that you have to get so that it's taken seriously? Or is there an embarrassment enough, you know, if you have to uh, give your your actual score on the air? I mean, I think it's embarrassment enough, A, that you're going to be causing a lot of confusion amongst the 16 and 17-year-olds you're going to have to sit amongst to take the test. Um, and B, yeah, I mean, if you have a terrible score, like if you score in the single digits or like 11 or 12, and you have to say that on the air, that's super embarrassing. So you don't worry about like a Chewy or someone just being like, oh yeah, I, I just went in there and I, I needed to go. I told Ange to just wait outside and I just finished it in 30 minutes and left. How that works, right? Because don't you? I mean, I guess it's been a while since I've taken the ACT. But See, I and, and Greg, did you ever different... take? Greg, did you ever take the ACTs? I did take the ACTs. Oh, okay, yep. so I never did. You know, on the East Coast, we never took it. So, wait, Gabe, yeah, explain the ACTs to me. 
Well, because there's, I mean, there's a number of different, you know, requirements. You have the math, you have all those different things that you have to do, uh, you know, reading comprehension, and they take all those and average it out of three to six. And I, I don't think they give you the entire, because you, you kind of do each one separately, and you have a certain amount of time for each one. So it's not like, you know, and again, I could be wrong on this, but this is just the way I remember it. But, you know, like, okay, I didn't get all my reading comprehension done. Well, now I got done early with the math so I can go back and do my reading comprehension. I don't believe that's how that works. Right. So but, think- but I'm saying, you're, and, and, and I guess we'd have to have the commitment that everyone who's in it is going to take it seriously. They're going to try and they're going to then uh, give us the score. And we'll, yeah, we'll be mean, able to read through all the scores, right? Because you're saying there's different scores in each of the categories. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So you have like the four that average out to the 36. So, yeah, yeah. I think the embarrassment would be enough that, you know, and especially if you get Chewy involved in this thing, if he finishes last, like that's going to be embarrassment enough that the former NFL player, picked, you know, finished last in, a, in an NFL pick segment. Right. Now, ha- I just love the idea of Chewy sitting in an ACT, like in a cafeteria at <laughs> high school, surrounded by high schoolers taking the test. <laughs> and like Chew- Chewy asking someone for a pencil because he gets in and doesn't have a number two pencil. <laughs> um, now, what about uh, the winning? So, Gabe, what I'd thrown out was, hey, whoever wins gets my my on-the-court buck seats for a game. And if I beat everyone, you got to uh, walk my dog in the month of February. And, you know, kind of simple. Is that not enough? Is that, I mean, what, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it feels like a good prize for all of you. I don't know if it's enough for me, but I, I'd feel good about you guys having to, like, walk my dogs around the block in, like, that cold weather. So, like, we would, the rest of us would have to take turns yep. walking your dog. That's yep. what you're so, saying? Yeah. So, if there's um, eight or nine of you, like, I, it saves me, like, nine days of walking the dog in the winter. Not that I don't just, like, let them uh, out in the backyard anyway, but, uh, like, you know, you guys have to do a good, like, you know, whatever the, uh, the route is that we determine on the dog walk. Yeah. No, I mean, if, if that's good enough for you, I mean, I feel like you're putting up a lot more because I've sat, I mean, it's been a while since I've been in those seats. Um, but those seats are awesome. Like for anyone who doesn't realize how much they beat up on each other during an NBA game, you really get a great picture out of your, you know, when you're sitting in your seat. So I think that's a great prize for us. And yeah, like I hate the cold and I do not want to be outside ever in the month of February. So yeah, that would be, yeah. For me to beat every one of you would be a big enough accomplishment where it's worth you all having to do that, even if you come in second place. I mean, because I am, as you said, I'm putting up uh, more than you guys. All right. Well, I think now. So, so Gabe, you're with Greg. You're saying, hey, there's not like you have to retake the ACTs until you get like a 14 or like some score. You're saying just one time, one time and done. Well, I'm just thinking of somebody like Brust, like, I mean, if he's got to get like a 15 or a 16, like, it, it costs money to take the test. Like, it's going to continuously cost oh, money. To oh, I guarantee you Greg total. would pay. Greg would, Greg would relish paying over and over again for Ben to take the ACTs to, to have to uh, get there. Yeah, but I do agree. Like, I still have a heart. I'm with Gabe. Like, the third time he tried to take the ACT and still couldn't get over the mark, I would I would start to feel bad. The second time would still be funny, but the third time I would start to feel a little bit bad. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's have an, let's look at an update. We are going to go to the Cover 5 app, and right now we see there are now 17 people who are uh, signed up to uh, be part of it. Uh, go to Cover5.com, download the Cover 5 app, remember, enter join code WI22. 
WI22, and you are part of the ESPN Wisconsin uh, picks contest that are Palermo's picks that we do every Sunday on this show. Five NFL games a week that you'll pick. You do not have to uh, take the ACTs if you come in last. That is only for uh, the on-air team as we're doing that, and uh, you won't need to walk my dog, and you're not going to get my uh, Bucks tickets. What you will get is 100 bucks each week if you win, 1000 bucks if you win on the season. Cover5.com, Cover5app. Join code WI22. All right, Gabe, Greg, I think we got it figured out. Check out Gabe Neitzel, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy every uh, morning in Milwaukee and Scalzo and Brust afternoons, 4 to 6, on the Scalzo and Brust ESPN Wisconsin Network. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Greg. All right, there you have it. Um, I think we uh, have the makings of uh, what we're going to be doing here, and it's really just going to be a matter of who's willing to be a part of it. Lots of things to talk about with you, including a crazy win last night uh, for the Brewers. We'll talk more about that as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Continuing on Sunday Karma, where we are up to 23 players all of a sudden. It is our Cover 5 Palermo's Picks for this year. We had so much fun with our Palermo's Picks last year. Uh, Ben Brust ends up edging out. Uh, Mark Tauscher and me in a very controversial finish because I didn't get my picks in the last week. And uh, Tausch got it picks... uh, I don't know, he said all underdogs, and there was a controversy there. But uh, it is uh, now this year, all of you can be part of it. Every week we'll give away 100 bucks, season long, 1000 bucks. You pick five games against the spread each week. Go to Cover5.com or just download the Cover5 app. Use join, join code WI22, and you can compete alongside with us. This starts uh, this week. Games start Thursday to be part of the Cover 5 Madness, which, by the way, up up to 24 people. As I'm looking to make my picks, I don't know, this week is like particularly tough on the point spread stuff. I mentioned I'm going to be in uh, L.A. for the season opener for the Rams. Rams Super Bowl champs getting a point at home but from the Buffalo Bills, who everyone feels like is the best team in the NFL. Not an easy game there by any means. uh, Saints, you know, at the Falcons, you feel like that one feels good. Saints, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, but hard to go with the road favorite. Same thing with the Ravens, four-and-a-half at Jets. Same thing I would even say with the uh, the two other games that that remind me of is 49ers six and a half against the Bears. I actually think I like the Bears plus the six and a half early in the season. And the other game that that feels like to me, where it's like, all right, I know this is the way better team, but I don't know, Colts at Texans. I mean, could the Colts just dominate with, you know, actually having a, uh, a solid quarterback in Matt Ryan with everything else they have? Seven and a half point favorites. 
Eagles road uh, uh, road favorites three and a half against Detroit. Uh, so many interesting games. You look at the Packers. Um, obviously, uh, an interesting first round matchup. They are uh, first round first week uh, game against the Vikings. One and a half point favorites at Minnesota. We've said it for years now. Like. Minnesota seems to have all the weapons, right? You know, the one thing you'd say, oh, but at least the uh, Packers have the uh, best wide receiver in the game. Well, now I think the Vikings, you know, could make that argument that they uh, have either the uh, the first, second, or third uh, best wide receiver in the game and, uh, you know, one of the best running backs in the game. What an interesting uh, first week that is. You can go to cover5.com or just download the Cover 5 app, join code WI22. That is WI22 to be part of this year's Palermo's Picks with all of us. Each week you'll pick five games the same way we did all last season. Uh, 25 people now a part of the fun on Cover 5. I mentioned it, the uh, Brewers somehow find a way to win these are the games you would think would be easier, but they're definitely ha- have not been uh, on the road uh, in Arizona. They pick up an incredible win last night. Rowdy hits the big home run to send it to extra innings, and the Brewers get it done. Uh, today they go for a split against the Diamondbacks, which, I mean, the Brewers had scored one run combined in the first two games of that series. The game today is at 310, and... Unfortunately, uh, the Brewers are facing one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. So it's going to be very, very tough to get that split. But right now, Brewers sit two and a half back in the wild card. And I feel like this is the last stand because once you get into uh, football season, once the NFL starts, it's going to be really, really tough to get the attention of the Wisconsin sports fan. So we're really looking at today against Arizona, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at Colorado. Day games uh, for Labor Day Monday, day game Wednesday, night game Tuesday. Brewers' next four games, absolutely monstrous. I mean, if the Brewers lose three or four of the next four, um, season's pretty much over. I mean, Brewers have, have to pass, you know, have to pass one of two teams at this point. The Cardinals, uh, they're not passing, right? So it's ultimately they need to either pass San Diego or Philadelphia. They're three games behind San Diego, two and a half behind Philadelphia. It's a three-team race. Two of them get in the wild card. One of them is left home. And if the Brewers don't get hot in these next four games, and that's before they go to San Francisco, if they don't get hot in these next four games and at least tread water, you know, after a big win last night, then uh, this could be uh, the first year in a long time that we don't see a postseason uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Also, the, this week it was, uh, you know, incredible. And it, it ended uh, Friday night, but the run of Serena Williams. And you think about, like, the lifespan of a player. Like, you know, I think about, like, Christian Yelich, right? Christian Yelich elevated and was the best. And every time he came up, you felt like something was going to happen. And you felt like this is the Brewers superstar now for a long time. And the Brewers felt that way, right? The Brewers, you know, gave him a Ryan Braun-esque contract. And this is going to be the superstar for a long time. He was only 26 years old. So he was young when that happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was 29, 30, and he was a 
pretty average Major League Baseball player, which is what he's become. And that's what makes Serena so unbelievable. Serena Williams had a 25-year run where she was in just about every tournament going to be the most interesting player. She was playing in 21 U.S. Opens and in all 21 of them winning her first round match. In all 21 of them winning her second round match. So that's 42 and 0 combined in the first two rounds of that tournament, which, by the way, she won six times. And she won Wimbledon and the Australian Open even more. She won each of those seven times. But to me, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's golf is the only other sport where you could have a reign like that as an elite player. She turned pro in October of 1995. That's, I mean... October of 1995, she turned pro. Our company started in 1997. I mean, she's been around like, you know, uh, the length of time. And I'm sorry, I, I, I appreciate golf and both the mental and physical that's involved in golf, but I don't think you could compare it. I mean, tennis physically, physically is such an incredibly grueling sport. And then you throw the mental on top of it. If you lose a first set in tennis to try to come back and win a best of three or in the men's game, you lose, uh, you're down a set or you're down two sets. The mental side on top of the physical side of how physically grueling that sport is. And to imagine that she turned pro in 1995 and she beat this week the number two player in the country. I mean, that is, that is, I mean, you can't overstate how insane that is to be that elite of an athlete in a sport like that to go through, you know, having a baby, going through a near death experience around having a baby and then getting back to the physical point that she got back to where she could potentially threaten, you know, to, to, uh, to make an impact on this tournament. And then, you know, and then to beat the number two player in the entire world, and uh, I mean, just just an incredible, incredible thing uh, we all got to witness this week with Serena Williams, who has announced she'll be evolving uh, from tennis. I mean, the way she lit up the U.S. Open this week, I mean, the fun thing would be if she uh, asked for a wild card next year and uh, worked out a little leading into that tournament. But either way, from 1995 to 2022, just an insane you know, length of time of a career and amazing accomplishments along the way. Speaking of a career that is, has spanned that exact same period, it was in 1995 that Jason Wildey broke through and he hasn't slowed down since. We will talk to him, find out uh, if he's in this year for our Palermo's picks. He wimped out last year. We'll see if he's in this year for our Palermo's picks and he'll get ready for Vikings Packers week one of the NFL season. When we continue, it's Jason Wildey joining us. Sunday Karma ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Drink you. No, I can't drink you. 
are joined by Jason Wilde, who last year did not want to risk the Manzillion wax uh, to uh, participate in our uh, Palermo's picks. Uh, is that right, Jason? That is correct, yes. Um, so, Jason, this year, here is the way it's going to work. Uh, this is all happening on Cover 5, so all of our fans can be a part of it, too. You'll be uh, talking about this all week long on Wildey and Tausch. Uh, you just go to uh, Cover5.com, or even easier, download the Cover 5 app, uh, join code WI22, and everyone can win 100 bucks each week, 1000 bucks over the course of the season. But, Jason, this year for the on-air team, here's how it's going to work. Uh, the loser uh, has to take the ACTs and report back full score, full everything. Um, are you ready to uh, participate this year? No, probably not. But if you're telling me I am, then I will. No, no, no. I, I, I'm definitely telling you you don't have to. Wait, so what would be the trepidation about that? Well, it's been a while since I took the ACTs. I think those, uh, those, those. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch my previous uh, thirty-five. Uh, oh, so you've always like taken pride that you have a thirty-five, and that's part of your like yeah. intellectual arrogance that you've gone through life with. Is that that uh, you have a thirty-five? Yes. And now, I don't what is get, Tausch? Like, Twenty-seven. Because I was going to say Tausch has a, a lot of intellectual arrogance as well. Do you guys like see who's is bigger <laughs> and like put up your ACT scores next to each other like before you start the show each morning? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever revealed that information before right now. So no, I don't think so. So do you know what Tausch? Do you know what Tausch scored on the ACTs? I don't have the faintest idea, but I assume it's. Quite high. Yeah, I mean, because we know Tausch, Tausch is good too. So, so, I mean, Jason, so you are you are that unconfident in your NFL picks that amongst like ten or twelve or however many of us, yeah. you're you're yes, that I worried am. that you lose and that worried about like having your daughters have to drop you off at uh, a high school gymnasium <laughs> with a bunch of sixteen and seventeen year olds for you to go in and spend two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I'm worried that I would lose and then I'd have to go to an ACT prep class before I actually took the ACT. So uh, so you uh, that's what Scalzo said. He said if he loses, he would take it so seriously because he would be so worried about what his score would be, knowing that it's going out there across English and like each of the categories. He would be he would be legitimately prepping for this if he's if he's on the clock. Well, yeah, I mean, think about once you've gotten past that part of your life, like, and and even once we're all past college, like, I don't even know if I if I remember how to study effectively anymore. Like, that was a that was a really long time ago for some of us. So yeah, I um I would definitely be like Scalzo, and I would want to I would want to do well. I mean, it's like that old show, uh, "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader?" Like. Those questions are much harder when you're an adult and you haven't studied all that information than you are when you're a fifth grader like uh, like Sydney was last year. I was going to so, say, yeah. you're through having two fifth graders now. So when you I, – I think math is always the most interesting. Are you a go-to? Because I know you're more of a writer, but like when, you, when they bring the math questions to you, are you up for it? How do you handle that? 
I am. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm decent at math too, but I'm not. Uh, I think I'm pretty good at uh, grade school, middle school, and high school math. It was college math that reminded me of why I wanted to be a writer instead of a engineer. I failed. I failed a class in college. I failed a calculus. Like legitimately, like t- you know, took the entire course, got an F on it, where you get no credits and you've basically wasted the money because you've paid for the credits and right. you, and you didn't get the credits and everyone was like, drop the course, drop the course, and I'm like, no, I'll pull it out in the final, I'll pull, it. and the teacher just refused because I would get the answers right, but I didn't actually know how calculus worked, so I couldn't show the work. And so she refused to give me any of the credit when I'd have all the right answers, but uh, but actually couldn't actually do the work. Wow. I, isn't the whole goal to get the answer correct? That was kind of my stubbornness that I was part of why I wasn't going to drop the class and I was going to keep showing her that I could get the right answers without knowing how to do calculus. But I guess uh, I don't know which <laughs> of us has the last laugh now. I'm really not sure who won that battle of wills between me and my freshman year, first semester uh, calculus uh, professor who failed me. But Jason, so uh, with all of this said now, uh, by the way, what you win, uh, if you win... You get uh, the court, my courtside tickets to a Bucks game, and what I will do for you to sweeten the pot, just to get you to really try to get you in, <laughs> is if you win, I will make sure it's a game where I trade with one of my neighbors uh, to my left or right at the game. So you will get actually four tickets uh, to the game, so that because uh, I know with your girls it would be tough to pick between them and all that. So. If you decide to uh, participate in this challenge, you will win four tickets on the court uh, for a Bucks game if you win. And by the way, if I win, if I beat all of you, you guys need to uh, each in the month of February walk my dogs uh, one day on a very cold day, which I assume you have to do with your own, but uh, you'd have to do with uh, my, my dogs one day in the month of February. Ooh. Well, can I just not play and then agree to walk your dogs one day in February? Uh, I mean... DJ Stanek is here with us. What, what do you, I mean, what do you think about Jason's just the, do you, I actually, here's what I think. I think it's less about him having to do the ACTs and more about him not appearing to be an expert in football if he's like doing really poorly. But Jason, you don't mm-hmm. claim to be a prognosticator, do you? I mean, I, mean, I don't. That's so, true. I feel like when we have done this in the past before, we had this under the cover five umbrella. I just feel like I am really bad at picking games. <laughs> just really bad at it. Well, and Jason, if you look at week one, which, like I just did, there's not a single pick that I feel really good about. Like, it, it's amazing. Like, I, I guess there's a reason, you know, the odds makers are the odds makers because every game seems like, gosh, that I could see that going that way. Like, even the Houston Texans, who I think are terrible, like, Houston at home, though, against Indy, like, could I see Houston, like, you know, keeping that game close? Like, sure, I can. Like, I mean, there's not a single game on this week's, you know, Indy's favored by seven and a half at Houston. Like, I love Matt Ryan with that team. I think they're going to be so improved. They've, They've won games with bad quarterbacks. But, like, I don't know. Could Houston, like keep that close and could that be a 21-14 game and Houston covers like absolutely like there's no easy games to pick yeah that's what concerns me I will say this I'm I'm excited that um 
we have Cover 5. I remember when Cover 5 first started out. That was years ago. Um, and and it, I always thought it was a really good idea. I was bad at it then, though. And so I'm just a little worried about being bad at it again. Now. All right. We have 34 uh, people who have uh, joined. Remember, just use the uh, join code WI22 on Cover 5, and you can compete for the weekly 100 bucks, the season-long 1000 bucks. And uh, and you can uh, – all right, so, Jason, are, are you, you're officially out or you're officially in? What's the what – is, what is oh, the – I'm out. <sighs> DJ, what, what do you, are you shocked by this or, or is this kind of on no, brand for Jason? No, no every, everything that I've known about Jason is the lack of skill with picking anything else other than Green Bay. Right, Jason? Yeah, I'm just a bad predictor, man. I'm just bad at it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to say everything you know about Jason is he's gutless and not up for a challenge. Uh, I thought that's what you were going to say. I mean, which would have also been fair. <laughs> See, and and we were talking <laughs> during the break about how about being competitive, and the thing is, Jason is not competitive in that way. So you also can't get inside his head that way. I mean, there, there's certainly other ways to get inside his head, but we won't do that um, <laughs> because we ha- we need him for the next segment to get ready for Packers Vikings, which we'll do with Jason Wilde. Brought to us by Boucher Automotive. As we continue, it's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Continuing with Jason Wilde. So, Jason, you ultimately think uh, Packers are the NFC North champs again this year, right? Even though they struggle early, they end up winning the division? I do, as long as Rodgers stays healthy. There's a uh, difference of opinion on uh, our program on whether or not they would still walk away winning the division uh, if Jordan Love had to play an extended period of time. Uh, Tausch and Jesse are convinced that they would be, they would win the division even if Jordan Love started all 17 games, and I'm not sure that that's true. Now, why do people not think the Vikings are good? I don't know, uh, and and the for those that think that way, I like to point out the 2019 Green Bay Packers, who obviously went six nine and one in 2018, had a coaching change. And then went 13 and three and played for a trip to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they got run out of uh, Levi's Stadium by the 49ers that game. But like the idea that uh, coaching change can't turn things around for a team that wasn't that bad, and, and I don't think the Vikings were that bad. I mean, you know, their head coach apparently couldn't stand his quarterback, and I think Kevin O'Connell's going to go in there and he's going to help. Kirk Cousins be not Aaron Rodgers-esque, but certainly a better than he has been, and he hasn't been that terrible. He's got some great weapons in Dalvin Cook and in, uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I just 
that I look at that team and I don't think it's that bad of a team. I didn't think it was that bad of a team last year. Remember, the, they beat the Packers once last year, and they beat the Packers once the previous year. So uh, I, I think it's a better team than it gets credit for, um, and I think it's going to be a bigger challenge than maybe some Packers fans see the Vikings as being. So I've always thought that Kirk Cousins doesn't get the credit uh, for, that he deserves, and going all the way back, I remember us having this conversation, and I ended up being wrong because Andrew Luck was better, but he still, you know, I, I had said at the time that the two best quarterbacks in that draft, that, you know, I had said Andrew Luck was the fourth best quarterback, RG3 was third, Kirk Cousins was second, and Russell Wilson was first, um, which, wow. uh, and because and, and, I loved how smart and, you know, the leadership, I thought, of the two Big Ten quarterbacks. But Kirk Cousins has never, I don't know, no one's, he's never been embraced. And I've never been able to figure out, you know, he had the, the Monday night and primetime record thing. But what didn't his coach like about him? And what is the story with Kirk Cousins? Because if people think, hey, they're never going to be good because of Kirk Cousins because there's something about him. Maybe I have a blind spot there, but like, what what is the thing with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, he well, he hasn't been great when all the money's on the table, and whether that's regular season games that are in prime time, which as you as you re- correctly recall, that was something that people made a big deal about with him, and then obviously he hasn't had a whole lot of postseason su- success um, when he's actually made the postseason. So, you know, I think that he's a guy who his numbers would dictate that he's a pretty good quarterback, but his team success or failure uh, certainly puts a, puts a damper on anything you feel about him being a good quarterback. So I, you know, I do think it's perception. And, you know, if you look at obviously last year with Matthew Stafford, you know, I think the perception about Matthew Stafford was more, he just played for this, franchise that was always disappointing and not very good. Um, but it, it, I think there's a similarity there because both of them are were, because now Matthew Stafford obviously is a Super Bowl champion and he's in commercials and everything else, but I think both were knocked for the circumstances that they were in as opposed to evaluating them just as the players that they are. And I think it's fair to say, though, that, that they they both had some weapons, but Kirk Cousins has, as you said, some great weapons. And I think people looked at, at Stafford as a little bit of a, a stat compiler and, hey, he throws these bad interceptions and then he comes back late in games, but you really can't win with Matt Stafford because uh, look at all these interceptions, look at all these bad decisions. And then we saw last year he still made bad decisions. He still threw interceptions. But when you're surrounded by a great team – you know, a lot right. of that can get covered up, and the greatness of Matthew Stafford was able to help lead them to a Super Bowl. I, I think there's a comparison there, although I, I mean, why did his quarter? Why did his coach hate him or not like him? Well, first of all, I, I think if you look at Mike Zimmer's tenure, I don't think he likes really anybody. Uh, on <laughs> so the he's offensive from side that, Bill Parcells, right? that Bill Parcells, that Bill Parcells school like, of like, like gruffness. How many? how many coordinators did he go through, right? Like, he he really wasn't ever happy with the offense. It was, he was a defensive guy. He was a defensive coordinator, became a head coach. And, you know, he wanted a quarterback that would hand off and not lose the game for him. But you used the phrase there, 
that I think is an accurate depiction of of what Kirk Cousins has been a stat compiler. And I do think that that's, you know, the criticism of him as well is that he, he has not been, you know, he, he does not come through in the clutch, but again, I don't know how many opportunities he's had either. I don't know his career as well as obviously I know some other quarterbacks careers, but he has, he's disappointed when the game has been on the line. He's disappointed in prime time and playoff games. But he's got some really good numbers, and and I do think that people maybe just him as that's the only strength he has. Well, I mean, listen to this. So you you got quarterback one has two hundred twenty three touchdowns, ninety one interceptions. Quarterback two has one hundred sixty five touchdowns and one hundred forty one interceptions. Okay, so two twenty three yeah. and ninety one, one sixty five and one forty one. Uh, quarterback uh, A or one was uh, Kirk Cousins, and the second one was Troy Aikman. Oh wow! I, I knew what I knew what A was. <laughs> I did not know what B was. Yeah, so Aikman was ninety four and seventy one. You know, a winning quarterback in his career. Kirk Cousins is fifty nine, fifty nine, and two. So he is a five hundred record exactly as a starting quarterback in the NFL. 59-59-2 and two career record for Kirk Cousins. So as you look at week one, Packers going on the road, and you know you were easily able to rattle off uh, all those weapons uh, that the Vikings have. Um, who, is the, uh, who, who is going to determine uh, win or loss uh, for the Packers? Um, I, I want to have a weird vote. I want to say it's the offensive line is uh, just like in a road game, week one, I feel like as long as Aaron gets time, he'll figure it out. And so and so, I'm going offensive line is the key to week one. What do you look at as the key? Is there a specific player, position, offense, defense that you look at as the key for week one? Well, your answer is a really good one, uh, especially since we've had a few breadcrumbs that have been dropped and I had my one-on-one with Matt LaFleur uh, late last week. And I, I'm I'm thoroughly doubting whether either of their two starting tackles, whether Elton Jenkins or David Bakhtiari, will start against Minnesota. I, I think it's possible that they'll sit both of them. Now, I'm not saying that for certain, but something Rogers said during the last preseason game when he did his sideline interview, where he said. Uh, Will we have them week one or week four? Who knows? Um, and then something that Matt said on Thursday when I talked with him, I, I think they're considering not playing either one of those guys in Minnesota where you're going to be a half step slow because of the noise. Also, Minnesota is where Elton Jenkins suffered his torn ACL on that turf. Um, so I think your answer is a good one. I would Look, the two guys that I think they're going to count on to carry this offense um, while the wide receivers, and this includes Alan Lazard as a number one for the first time and Sammy Watkins as a new guy in a new system for the first time, uh, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones and Robert Tunyon. I think those are the two players that they're going to lean heavily on, two guys that Rodgers trusts, two guys with a ton of experience. Tunyon obviously coming off of an ACL of his own, but I look at those two guys that as their wide receivers you know, have to figure things out, the young guys, Watkins, et cetera. I think those are the two guys that the offense is going to flow through. 
and we'll have to wait and see if that turns out to be the case. But those guys, I think, are really going to have to carry them offensively if, to your point, Rodgers has time to make the plays uh, behind that offensive line. That's interesting, though. You you put Tanyan back like right away. Like, so is he is he a hundred percent? Um, I I think I think he has looked the best of those three. Now, obviously, he plays a different position, but I, I feel like he has made uh, the most progress. Remember, he tore his ACL a month earlier than Elton Jenkins did. I just think he's, you know, he, he kind of has the Tausch uh, complex a little bit, too, where, you know, Tausch tore his ACL in contract years not once but twice, and Tunyon last year tearing his ACL in a contract year and having to settle for this one-year prove-it deal. Um, I think he wants to get back to being the guy he was in 2020, and I think he's going to have a huge opportunity to do that because Rodgers trusts him. You know, if we're ranking who Rodgers trusts, you know, obviously Randall Cobb is probably first, and then Alan Lazard is second. But Cobb is not going to have the same measure of opportunities as as Robert Tunyon's going to have. So maybe he's third on the list, but he's going to have more opportunities than Cobb is in terms of being a go-to guy. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, all week you can hear about it on Wildy and Tausch, 9 to noon. You can follow him at Jason J. Wildy. And if you're looking for him in the ESPN Wisconsin Cover 5 <laughs> rankings, you can continue to look because he is not joining all of you, which, Jason, by the way, we are now up to... 39 participants uh, who have joined this morning with us. So uh, thank you for all of you. No thanks to you, Jason, uh, for that. But thanks for joining us, and uh, as always, and uh, have a great day, Jason. All right, Craig, thanks. Take care. Be good. There he is, Jason Wilde. When we continue, it is time for our 7 at 11. Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.